You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Technically, it was out of town, but it was uh, just a scant 90 minutes away in, oh. in lovely Bowie, Texas. Oh, wow. Familiar with Bowie, Texas? Yeah, named after David Bowie. That's right. The, uh, <laughs> the life on Mars. Stardust himself. I like to think that as you go into Bowie, Texas, like there's just a picture of David Bowie, and he's like, <laughs> welcome to Bowie, Texas. Uh, and he's like dressed like his character from Labyrinth. I was just going to say there's a video store. Crystal balls. They only sell Labyrinth. <laughs> Oh, you turn my world, you <laughs> precious thing. It's pretty good. Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bay, by the way. <clears throat> Had that on the list for quite I some time. I move the stars for no one. No, not bad. <laughs> Your eyes could be so cruel. We need to do karaoke. We should. And I'll dress me. up like the Goblin King with like my moose knuckle <laughs> hanging I, out the front of my pants. Ew. <laughs> He does, doesn't he? He's yeah, like, that's a weird thing a, about Labyrinth. A film for children. Uh-huh, I'd like, like to look at some guy's stroke. cup. Yeah. <laughs> just wear a cup, David mm-hmm. Bowie. Or maybe not. Don't shoot him from the low right. angles. He's like, would you like to see the ridge <laughs> of my cock? No. Poor Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> 13, pre-bupescent, 13-year-old Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I shouldn't say what I was about to say. <laughs> no, sorry. Just hot-ass Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> you could tell she was going to be cute to me. It's kind of like Natalie One of those Portman. guys when she fell down the hole and there's all those hands and stuff. Oh. I wish I was one of those hands. Is it weird to say that like uh, I want... Uh, Natalie Portman in um, Leon, the professional. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. She, she, was like, she was like nine. I know, but still, you're just like, oh, what a pretty little girl. Mm, and then I didn't. Now she is. No? I don't know. Oh, I can appreciate <laughs> the beauty of a child. This is something really creepy what? right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> in the smile of every baby. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to go. Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. <laughs> oh, man. This is the uh, editing bay on the Next Wave Radio <laughs> Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about how we love young children. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or movies. I meant movies. Come to talk Young about movies. children Sometimes in movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, no matter what the case, we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and discuss it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. And we invite you to take part in the discussion on our Facebook page. In Facebook, uh, put the Editing Bay in the search bar. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That should be one of the options. Mm-hmm. Click on that, and that's our page. That's where you can talk back to us. And uh, and this week, Joel's pick. This was. Mm-hmm. This is uh, inspired by the the new wife, the Mrs. Uh, this was a film that uh, I had only seen uh, once, and I don't even think consecutively. Like I, th- I feel like I saw the first half of this just movie, or thinking. I saw it in bits it and was pieces. Your story last week with the losers too. You know why? Be- well, really? No. Yeah, you said you're like I realized oh. I'd seen this movie. Well, before. I had to. Well, that was just because you know you're in a hotel room. Am I and the you- only one that remembers the discussions the that H- we had? Yeah, well, no specific. Like, what? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> just fucking drunken often, alcohol haze. Often I don't I remember the here. movies that we've just reviewed. Fucking my my junkie Years uncle. <laughs> like I come over to visit once in a while. Come on like, in, man. Hey, I, I haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, I was over here yesterday, <laughs> I'm man. Like Cheech. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or is it Chong? I think you're more Chong. I'm more Chong. Mm-hmm. More laid back. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you hadn't seen all of this movie? <laughs> no, I had seen it, just not. All at the same time, okay. uh, and it was one of those movies that was like always in reruns, uh-huh. uh, so you'd catch a bit of it here or there. I remember the bear. I remember the uh, the, the ninety six ounce uh, steak that he has to eat yeah. all in one consecutive sitting. I remember the water skiing. Yeah. So uh, as I was watching this, uh, bits and pieces were coming back. Uh-huh. But I'd only seen it the one time. Uh, this was a uh, a family film for Jenna. She's seen it several times. Oh, really? Uh, I was like, you guys should do it. And I figured it's summer. Uh, this is our last chance to uh, to do a summer movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Didn't get to summer school again this year. Well, that's uh, one you know, day. Could have picked Harmon. a different John Candy movie called Summer Rental. You know, I thought about that too, and I didn't realize that until I was I was researching. But I was like, oh yeah, like that seems to be his gig. Like it's, every, I was about to say, it's the same movie. That I was going to say <laughs> they may as well just made it the same character. It could have been like a National Lampoon's. That it's just Chet. Chet yeah. Ripley. Chet Ripley. Is that his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Chet Ripley. Yes. Just going on different vacations Joe, with his family. can you imagine another person who does not look like a Chet Ripley than What's like Chester? John Candy? His name's Chester. He looks like a Chester, yeah. not like a Chet. Not so much a Chet. I think Ripley. Chet, I think Bill Pullman. I think, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I just think like frat boy. Yeah. They all seem to be called Chet. He could have been a frat boy at yeah. one point. Yeah. I mean, he's like 40 years old in this Somebody movie. would have been a, ch- I'm sure there was a couple of Chets. Dan Aykroyd was more of a Chet. Than John Candy Absolutely. Was yeah, yeah, because his name was like Roman. Roman. Doesn't seem uh, <laughs> didn't seem very Roman to me. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we, we watched this movie uh, because Jenna watched it a bunch. <laughs> uh, well, no, I had wanted to revisit it. This, this is actually on my list prior to meeting her. 
but uh, I figured the timing was right, and mm-hmm. uh, she was all up for it. Yeah. And uh, I was like watching my, my uh, editing bay movies with her. So True. Helps out. And so it was called what? The Great Outdoors. Okay. So great. Uh-huh. But other than that, the title is very apt. Oh, it is outdoors. It, it takes place in the outdoors. That is true. You get to see all of the tropes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the aforementioned water skiing. And I'm showing my hand pretty early on this Bear hunting. Movie. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, uh, well, let, I didn't find it very great, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I believe, agrees with you this year. Uh, this year. This, this year? This week. <laughs> on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the entire year. Yeah. But yeah, 40% with critics. Except for with The Dark Tower. Rotten Tomatoes did not agree with me with no, The Dark Tower. No, no. I love that. I, I, oh, wait. I'm not going to say I love that movie. I really liked it though, and now that I've had time to like look back on it, mm. I kind of like it a little bit more. Oh, nice! That's that's all. Uh, not going to go into a discussion on that. Listen movie to now. Joe's review last week of uh, the what is it? The Watchtower, the dark, the Dark Tower, <laughs> all the along two towers, the Watch, but Lord boom, of the Rings, boom, the Dark boom, Tower, but boom, <laughs> boom, 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 and then I was in a rust paddy. Something jumped up and bit me. <laughs> Ow! They bit me. Listen to our Forrest Gump episode from two weeks ago. <laughs> That's all you do, just advertise. You're like the, the, the living annotation. It's our Every personal time brand. we talk about something, you're like, Joe. Oh, also, listen to our episode of The Perfect Weapon. <laughs> it's part of our personal brand. We That's have to maintain good. it. No, you're it's marketing. Marketing um, 3.0. The Great Outdoors. Mm-hmm. So John Candy plays Chet Ripley. He and his family go on this vacation in Canada. Like, yeah. they're from Illinois, but they go to this, like, Canadian campground. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. By the way, it is beautiful. It's. I'd love to go where they filmed this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's probably they probably paved it and put up a parking lot. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever nobody ever weeps about paving a, a, tearing down a parking lot and putting up paradise. <laughs> That's true. Parking lots. <laughs> Hashtag parking lot lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Deep thoughts by Joe Kuchinai. That's right. Okay, so yeah, he goes on vacation with his family, only to be ambushed mm-hmm. by his brother-in-law. Wait, so. Annette yes. Benning is his wife's sister, or is it John Candy's It's sister? John Candy's wife's sister. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm sorry, brother. Yes. Jo- Roman is John Candy's brother? No, is John Candy's wife's brother. Oh, Roman is John Candy's wife's brother. Yes. Okay. All so right. She's well, apologizing that, that for him. That makes sense, then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... So they they get ambushed by <laughs> by Dan Aykroyd, who's like his kids are the twins from The Shining. Yeah. Um, you even get the Twilight Zone theme when they show up for the first time. A little bit. Weird thing. It's it's nope. not a complete film. Like it is, it's no. not a complete story at all. It's just a bunch of like, it, it, like this movie should have been a bunch of vignettes that was part of a sketch comedy. Did show. it surprise you to learn that John Hughes was the the screenwriter? Did you know that it going did, in? I didn't know that going in. I did not remember that this was a John Hughes movie because he he's done a few films like this before. Did and you fart? no, that's my dog. I'm oh. sorry, she's on special medication. Oh, okay. sorry, Zelda. <laughs> fucking dog has fucking papers. <laughs> the fucking dog. You can't board the fucking dog. Its <laughs> hair falls out. I think it's a Palmer. All right, so what are we talking about? We're talking about the great outdoors. Great outdoors. So yeah, uh, Chet and his family go on vacation. I'm going to repeat what I said, hope in hopes that it jogs your memory. Kickstart. I kind of want. So stop he goes on vacation, mm-hmm. and then Roman comes and ambushes what's going on, uh, and it's like vignettes. That's what I was saying. It was like vignettes, like a sketch comedy show. It was like a whole bunch of disconnected. It was so disconnected watching this movie, but and uh, it did surprise me that John Hughes wrote it. Um, because I feel like John Hughes is a little bit of a stronger screenwriter than that. Usually, or at least there's a through line, and I guess there kind of was. It just wasn't a very enjoyable one. No, just that there's this, there's this feud going on. It's like it, and the, and the thing is, you pick pick a storyline, the feud between Chet and Roman, mm-hmm. and if you're going to do that, then you have to play it up that like they kind of start competing with each other. There's never really any competition. It's just that they do things, and Chet just kind of seems to be like. The, on the receiving end of bad karma, like fate. Like he just <laughs> yes. keeps having bad shit happen to him. Not specifically by Roman, just, just nature. by fucking nature and mm-hmm. by life itself. Bears or and, water skiing. And the thing is, Chet's a good guy. He's a, a hey, good he's John father, Candy. decent dude. He's a good man who doesn't deserve to have these things happening to <laughs> right. him. Now, if it turns into like it's an active competition between he and Roman, it makes sense. Yeah. That's fine. This guy just wants to enjoy his summer and uh, this encroachment by uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. who yeah. He's basically playing... I've seen him do this character before in like 1980s SNL. Oh, yeah. Where he's doing the salesman. Uh-huh. And it's a little over the top for my take. Yeah. Uh, but then you've also got this weird B plot of like Chet's son, Buck. Oh, the teenagers, the teenage love thing, which is so forced. And and I get it. And the thing is, this would have worked mm-hmm. if it came from a little bit more of a of a an honest place. If it was like 
It could have been like the course of the movie. This Buck kid is like getting to know this girl. Could have been like the way way back. Exactly, like the way way back. Much better film about oh, summer film. Oh my gosh, that film is so good. Um, but instead, it's just kind of it's it's square peg round uh, or square peg round holded. Yeah, you keep trying to force this stuff in. It felt like they were trying to make a film for everybody. Right. Hey, bring the family. You're going to get some physical comedy for those who like that. Pratt falls and shit. Right. Uh, you're going to get uh, animals being shot at, and we're going to get <laughs> some fun like stuff for, for the kids. We're going to get some teenagers yeah. uh, making out, learning young love. Uh huh. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to have creepy twins. But none of it feels connected. Like, no, it's even not. When, when Buck is like doing his, he's feeling like, oh, I love this girl, Cammy. I'm Cammie. really into this girl, Cammy. And then, like, they cut back to, and he's with his family, and it's almost like this Cammy character doesn't exist. Yeah, you never see Except them. Except for one scene when they go to the restaurant, mm-hmm. and he's like checking his watch, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm running late. I'm running late. Oh, fuck. That's the only time she seems to exist <laughs> beyond, like, when they're in scenes together. Even as they're saying goodbye. You're like, no one's around. I never realized that. She never even fucking shares a scene with John K, like, with the rest of the family. You know what it feels like? They shot the film that they had in the script, and it was only an hour long. Right. They were like, we gotta pad this we shit. We need to put some more stuff in there. What Something in there for the, oh, for the teen boys. Story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was an odd choice. And you're right, it doesn't. It never really kind of congeals. It just ends up being uh, a bunch of vignettes. Yeah. Some more enjoyable than others. Um, I, I I appreciate the setting. I appreciate what they were going for. Uh-huh. Um, it's but unfortunately, when the main through line is this feud between John Candy and uh, Dan Aykroyd, and Dan Aykroyd is just such an unlikable character. Yes. Like Movies, I get it. He's he's unlikable. Unfortunately, we as the audience have to experience this along with John Candy. Right. Well, movies like this frustrate me mm-hmm. when it's like some guy who's clearly like just an over arching asshole like just this this dude who's just insufferable yes is now thrust upon some innocent family and like everything works out great for him and then for our protagonist you know they he's just slowly going bad and everything bad happens to him movies like that frustrate the shit out of me i can't i don't know what it is i don't know if that's a a genre that people enjoy i guess but it is not a genre that i like like what about bob it, as as uh, what's what's his name? Richard uh, Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus is slowly going fucking crazy because Bill Murray is just sending him to the fucking brink. Wait, are you telling me you don't you don't like what about Bob? I don't like what about Bob. <gasps> oh no, that coming movie, soon it, to an episode movie, of the Enigma. It frustrates the holy shit out of me. Oh, but it's so funny. See that one, I think is done right because it's more of a dark comedy. Mm. Uh, this one wasn't trying to be dark comedy. No, this was trying to be, a, to be a family, a family comedy, kind of comedy with some questionable choices, yeah. like the uh, endangerment of animals, <laughs> specifically bears. Did did you kind of feel bad for the bear at it, the end? Yeah, they make this whole deal. The bears just doing what bears do. He's I know. Nature. He first he gets shot in well, the he's head, thirsty for blood, and gets now, balded for human flesh, and then he fucking. <laughs> however, the one thing that did make me laugh, yeah. and it made me laugh more than it probably should have. Yeah, but it made me laugh really hard. When the bear shows up at the end of this movie and starts attacking the family, mm-hmm. and like the groundskeeper guy shows up and he's got the rifle yeah. lamp, mm-hmm. and he plugs the he lamp has in. to plug it in before he, he can use plug it. Plug it in before like, he shoots I don't think it. That's how it works. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. In fact, like I was watching this on on YouTube, they have it, hey. uh, and I was in my office and I started guffawing out loud. <laughs> and people had to like come and check on me and go, "What? What are you doing?" And I had to like act like, "Oh no, no, I'm not watching a movie." It's a nice I touch. Swear, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, that that made me laugh more than it probably should have. I thought it was uh, I thought it was cute, clever. Well, well, speaking of cute and clever, that's about it. One of the few uh, uh, tender moments I liked in this film. Uh, one of the highlights was the uh, the relationship between John Candy and his wife. Oh, I like that actress at the very beginning when they're <laughs> about to have sex and he takes off her top or whatever. Not just that, and then, and then Bill, and Dan Aykroyd comes barging in with the family with a huge and then ass that, video and then camera. Benning is like, ha, 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 she's ha, along ha, for the ride. Ha, ha, I know, ha, like laughing, like. It's just wholly inappropriate. It's terribly inappropriate. They're trying to have a little, uh, little foreplay. One, in the living if room. what you said is right, Dan Aykroyd's his her brother. Mm-hmm. Why would he still be like filming her? His half sister. Naked? Ooh, yes. yeah, it's a little creepy, like, isn't it? That's ridiculous. <laughs> but also, like, we have that whole scene where 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 John Candy's like, "No, what? No, uh, uh-uh, no, I'm sorry, you are violating the fucking. You have violated the sanctity <laughs> of my home. But you're violating this moment between a man and his wife, like this very yeah, tender, special moment. Pretty inappropriate. And you you come barging in, and you're still like, uh-uh, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna keep recording, dude. You're getting fucking like, punched I'm, in the yeah, face. You're getting punched. Like when it faded out, John Candy went to the camera, and yeah. it faded out, and then it came back up, and they're sitting in chairs. Like I would have expected Dan Aykroyd to have a black, black eye. eye. 
Instead, they're sitting there laughing. Going, oh, man, I can't oh. believe that happened. I was like, what? No, 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 no. No. You still have to, even though this is an outlandish comedy, mm-hmm. you still have to steep some of it in some realism. Oh. And if anything, just some of those finer details. Like, why the fuck are you filming my wife and I? Like, why are you? <laughs> like, you could barge in the door and be like, oh, what did I find? Oh, shit. Like, yeah. you play it off where Roman's like, oh, I did not think that we were going to catch that. This whole film kind of feels thrown together. Um, from several ideas. It was almost like he had a couple of ideas, a handful of ideas for other films that, that would have been individual scenes. Uh-huh. And they were like, let's make this summer comedy. Let's just put it in this setting, kind of string them together, bring some, bring the great outdoors into it. This felt joyless. Like there were so yeah. many things that were supposed to be like the, you know, where he gets pulled on the water ski and, and the, the horse, the thing with the horse. It seemed like, very dangerous. There are things, well, the things, there are things that happen to him that I get... Like, as they were making this movie, like, these were the comedic beats where they're like, oh, this is going to kill. This yeah. is so funny. This is so funny. And I sat there watching it just stone-faced. Not because I wanted to be, but because it's like, what? There's this scene at the end what? where the bear, what? like you said, attacks, comes uh-huh. into the cabin. Uh, and, you know, John Candy was holding the door and he got crushed. <laughs> and the bear is just like, as, as if he's a trampoline. like yeah, <laughs> just hopping up, up and down. And, uh, yeah, it's played for laughs. And I'm like, no, your lo- your lungs, your rib cage is being crushed They're right being now. crushed by this by that bear. 400-pound bear. <laughs> yes. It's a giant bear. Yeah. Did you see the stick on the side of the screen? No. The animal trainer? I had a really low-res version oh, of it. I yeah. It was quite cropped correctly. There you go. Yeah, well. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Not up to my standards, Joe. And we, we build up the bear thing at the very beginning of the movie. We build a bear. You know, we... <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. No, uh, so why not? I'm trying to think of a way that we could do this where the bear showing up at the end doesn't feel so deus ex machina. Right. Like, it's just, and then the bear shows up. Well, we we know that's going to happen because John Candy has that whole five-minute scene where he tells his ghost story. He talks about the bear. Yeah, it turns off all the lights. But it just seems so... I don't know. It seems so convenient, like a weird, a weird convenient bow to wrap around the end of this movie yeah. to bring everybody together instead of like hinting at it, like throughout the film, like oh, I wouldn't go out there. There's bears that way. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. There haven't been bears in these parts. Like have Roman be like, that's ridiculous. There haven't been bears in this part for da da da, da. and just kind of play that up so that way that's kind of still feed in the back of our mind. All right, you know the bear. We're building up the bear. Instead, we've got fuck every time. I say it. Every time I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, instead, we we just kind of wheel him out at the end of the movie, like Bart the Bear. <laughs> Here we go, guys. We're gonna use Bart, and we're gonna shoot him in his butt. That's what the oh he's my gonna be God. bald in the front and bald in the back. That was so jarring, and yeah. I, I really did feel bad for him, especially the noises he was making. I'm sure Peter <laughs> is not having any of this film, which was kind of funny too. As oh, like the night sky, and we just hear. I'm a sucker for that. In any respect, though, like somebody getting shot in the some, ass. Well, no, no, no. If, if somebody gets hurt or there's some kind of scene, and then like we just cut to a wide angle and we just hear like, oh, <laughs> oh in like, the distance, yeah. Like I like that in the the movie, the wrong uh, was it the wrong guys when the guy uh, when Richard Belzer and Tim Thomerson, oh god, yes. were leaving like the the massage place, oh, like that horrible the retreat, film. <laughs> that horrible film, <laughs> well, Louis Anderson, <laughs> yeah, oh, Louis Anderson, yes. he would have been great for this movie. Mm. <laughs> Just get them for your remake. Just I'm sure. Fat guys. Oh, but remember when you could have like a just a obese dude, and like, that was the joke. That was your like. That was the thing. He was like, "Look at this guy. It's because he's fat." <laughs> the setup and punchline. It's a water skiing fat man. I know. Look, he's doing it on one leg. <laughs> he's so, he's so fat. fat. <laughs> He couldn't really do that. But that used to be, remember that used to be like the comedic chemistry? Like you had Laurel and Hardy. It's a fat guy and a skinny guy. The fat guy's kind of savvy, but he's mean. The skinny guy's sweet, but he's a little dumb. He's stupid. And then they went the other way around with Abbott and Costello, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where like you had the savvy thin guy who was a little callous, and then you had sweet little Bud Abbott, or (laughs) Luke Costello, I'm sorry. Luke Costello, who was like, no, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And And then suddenly we just went to like, you know, and you know it didn't it didn't end it didn't end in the in that time it didn't end in the eighties you know with John Candy Dan Aykroyd we had the nineties we had Tommy Boy so you had oh my God David Spade yes. and uh, yes uh huh what's his name uh huh I can't remember yeah cut that part I'm in. waiting no oh, here we shit. go Phil Chris Hartman Harley. yes Phil Hartman <laughs> other dead SNL guy we need more Phil Hartman in our he was lives trying to, well unfortunately we're not going to get much no more. but I mean on this podcast at least oh yeah we can do another Phil Hartman what was it he did he did a movie with like, let's go to with Sinbad. He did another movie with Sinbad that wasn't Jingle All the Way. Oh my god! 
Yeah, I think it was like, oh, I can't remember what it was called. It was like House Guest. Not House Guest. Ooh, that may have been it. Phil Herman was like in every other movie, I felt like, kind of playing the same character. Remember his character for about a four year So period. I Married an Axe Murderer? No, he was in that too? Yeah, he played the, tu- the tour guide at Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, that's like, right. They took turns pissing into the bitch's <laughs> ocular cavity. <laughs> Uh, what was that movie he did with Sinbad? Where is it? The Simpsons. Uh, if you stop small scrolling soldiers. so fucking fast. That's right, it. Small Soldiers. Mm, oops, I like, I like small, We don't need to do news radio. Nope. Third Rock, Blasto, not Jingle All the Way. It was something else. Van Halen video hits. Well, I mean, you keep on scrolling so goddamn quick. <laughs> Sergeant Bilko. He was in Sergeant Bilko. Caroline in the City. Mm. Man, I used to watch the fuck out of that show. It was awful. It, it, but it was great too at the same time. Uh, okay, Red well, we'll, this, we'll have to, this week on IMDb, we'll have to we'll have to go back and just take a look uh, when you're not just scrolling through yep. the never-ending <laughs> list because it just keeps bringing back it does the, the same TV old shows shit. exactly. Yeah, All right, cut that part out. So, uh, <laughs> so the great outdoors. Pull my notes. What back else up. do you have? Yeah, pull your notes back up for God's sake. <laughs> I can't browse IMDb and have my notes simultaneously. Actually, I probably mm. could. Oh <clears throat> yes, I'm looking at you know. I'll just start bringing up your notes. <laughs> Uh, talking about the uh, when they so there's that scene where they get up early in the morning. It's like five a.m. You see the sun rising early like, in the morning, boom, 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 rising boom, to boom, the boom, does he ever say rising boom, to the street? I think so. Pack me up my cigarettes and I strap shoes on my feet. Got to find a reason. Reason things went wrong. Got to find a reason why my money's all gone. I got a Dalmatian. We gotta keep going. I can still get high. I can play the guitar like a mother. Right. It's the radio in it. We gotta do the the breakdown. A life is too short, so <laughs> love the, the one you got, because you might get run over, or you might get shot. shot. Uh, that's about as far as I can go. Something, something, so, bulletproof. That's it. I, don't, I know he says something about, might get what you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get served. <laughs> love what I got. Be all day, I got. Don't, don't start a riot. That's how it goes. I like to play Sagat. Street Fighter 2? Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. As we've just completely break down. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, they wake up early in the morning. <laughs> how is this only 30 minutes into the podcast? They wake up early in the morning. Early in the morning. morning. It's 5 a.m., you see the sun rising, and... Um, it must be lonely. <laughs> it must be lonely. <laughs> They're gonna go. They're gonna go fishing, and we see a wide shot of uh, what is it? It's uh, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd and the, the two kids. Yeah, they're right? on a three boat. kids maybe. They're on the boat. The four of them. They're and in they, the boat. And they let us know yep. like three, four times that they're not hooking worms. Yeah, they're hooking leeches. Hooking, hooking <laughs> leeches. Which I've never heard of, but I guess that's a thing. Okay, no, sure. It why isn't, not? No, it just they just did it for the decide movie. Decide to do it. Cut to a wide shot. They slowly pulling back wide shot of uh, the four of them all asleep, inexplicably. Sun has now risen. The uh, canoe that they were in is now on the shore. Mm-hmm. They're all asleep with leeches all over their, all over, all over their bodies, all over them. And so they wake up one by one and they scream. Ah, hard cut to you know, dude. It is, and it's cue so the laugh horribly pause. acted by everybody involved. Like you got Dan Aykroyd's laying there and he's like, huh, huh, and he's screaming ah, and he sees him on the one kid ah, and then he like is like still <laughs> screaming, looking at another kid and going ah. I'm like, and I can't help it. Every time I've watched this movie, all I can focus on is him and his bad acting in that moment. He's that was the that was the moment that turned me on Dan Aykroyd. His performance is uneven throughout this film. Mm-hmm. It, it, there, there really was. They really needed somebody to kind of set the tone. Yeah, and be like, here's the type of here's the world that we live in. Here's what can happen. Here's what can't happen. John Candy can uh, water ski on one foot. Yep. Uh, but leeches crawling up your body after you inexplicably fall asleep in a canoe and mm-hmm. nobody notices. Yeah. They all wake up on cue. Really out of place. Really yeah. weird. And I think you're hitting it on the head right here. I think the thing that this movie really needed to do was to first set the ground rules. We needed to set the tone. We did not have enough time with John Candy and his family to kind of set the tone of what it was that they were expecting on this vacation and then kind of have Roman and his family appear. Uh, I think that... What we should have, what they should have played this as, I guess if I'm going to start criticizing the, and rewriting the movie on the fly, <laughs> it should have been like they're doing their thing, and maybe this is something that like she they usually do with Roman, and they're like, oh, thank God, you know, it's, we're gonna have the place to ourselves this year, you know, it won't be da da da. All this man, he just never stops. He's my brother. I know how he could be, but he's right. my brother. Da da. You know, 
I know it's about film is about show me, don't tell me, but we need to maybe set that up a little bit more. Yeah. And so that way we've got kind of a sense of impending doom mm-hmm. when Roman just shows up. We don't need the car footage of him <laughs> driving in his like bad rock music. Yeah. Scored by Thomas Newman, although you wouldn't know it. Is he the one that's like, you got a friend in me? <laughs> no, no, different guy. Oh, okay. It's a Shawshank Redemption. It's a different guy. Yeah. He didn't do the music for Shawshank Thomas Redemption. Newman? Yeah, I believe he did. Look I it up. I don't remember a song like that in Shawshank. Back to IMDb. I know you're in prison and it's you're about to be a bitch. It's Thomas Newman, right? It's, uh, uh, it's Randy that? Newman. You're thinking oh, of Randy Newman. Randy. Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy who did, uh, I believe he did the uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee movie. Doom, Bruce Lee story. Doom, doom. Yeah. Wally, that was, that was Rand, that. I thought that was Randy Edelman that did. Uh, oh, you might be Dragon right. the yeah, you might be story. right. Look at me, did Finding Nemo, all those uh, Pixar oh, movies, look at that. a lot of them. The Newsroom, mm-hmm. love it. Skyfall, oh, your favorite. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. But, yeah, yeah, he's a good composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, odd choices here, especially the theme with the raccoon. We haven't even talked about the raccoons. Yeah, the subtitled the, the sentient raccoons. raccoons. Like the last time I saw this footage was before Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> the first one at yeah. the draft house. They put a bunch of like raccoon footage up, and that you know was what's one in those of hot dogs, right? <laughs> Lips and assholes. Lips and assholes. Yeah, I thought that was really an odd choice too. It kind of felt like Caddyshack. Like it wanted to be that generation's Caddyshack, but and even, that was with the Gophers. But even even Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Had like a purpose, and Bill Murray. like the uh, the the gopher interacted with one of the main characters. It wasn't just like interstitials with a gopher, random. Yeah, yeah. it was the stuff that was going on. Now, granted, it was still the gopher sequences in Caddyshack almost worked like title cards, like chapter cards of what was going on in the movie, right? Uh, and it was still my least favorite part of Caddyshack. Obviously, obviously a, a much more opinion. skillfully crafted film than The Great Outdoors. Caddyshack, yeah, mm, yeah. I, I like I like Caddyshack a lot. Mm, sure, uh, I think that it's probably besides Fletch. I think it's one of uh, I think it's Chevy Chase. Oh well, yeah, clearly, but he doesn't have too many to choose from. No, that's We're, true. it's that of Three Amigos. <laughs> Three Amigos is pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> I do love Three Amigos. Coming soon to an episode. God of damn it, that movie's good. Um, so I, I just feel like if you'd structured this a little more carefully, uh, there is a very rushed feel to this movie. Um, and I, like I don't know how much. Like, what was the budget on this movie? Uh, budget was twenty four million, hmm. and uh, made yeah forty three. It's almost That's a double. A huge success. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, it was playing right to the season and the demo. Uh-huh. You know, it was family film, middle of summer, kids are out of school. I think I think it came out like in August as I really, well. Man, like, I don't end. I don't know how to explain it. There's there's this. <laughs> I mean, there's just this this realm of like the '80s to early '90s of Dan Aykroyd it films. Dark times. That I don't understand how they got greenlit, how they got produced. What were the spy, spies like us? I Chevy Chase, Chevy yes, Chase, and Dan that's Aykroyd. Right. You like that Sp- one? I Spies Like Us. I remember liking. Dragnet. I might not like it. Dragnet. I remember being. It was a pile of yes, shit. awful. Uh, it gave us one of the, one of the more interesting moments in music history, though. Oh yeah, the Dragnet theme song music video with Tom oh, Hanks. That's right. Yes, oh, no. that was another thing, man. Tom Hanks. America's they don't do that darling. anymore. Tom they don't, Hanks. They don't. They, do, they like, should do that all the time. Videos. They would it's have the music video, video, and they would somehow work the star into oh, the music yes. video. Who's Johnny? Yes. Like, they would have Johnny like Ali Sheedy there. showed up. Yeah. I'm like, why is Ali Sheedy in this fucking music video or the Highlander music with the oh the, that's the right. Queen music video for Prince? They're of on the, the rooftop universe. and like Connor McLeod just fucking shows up <laughs> and just kind of dances While around. These guys are rocking. <laughs> yes, yeah, man, I'm the Highlander. Uh, I enjoy a good. Room. Okay, I, I do like. Now I think back on it, that video is fun. <laughs> It, I mean, it's horrible, but it's fun at the same time. I wish we were talking about that movie again. Just, me too. I love Highlander. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're, we'll start talking about the rest of the series very soon. <laughs> oh, yeah? Now that Jay's moving back, oh, he's no. like, dude, I really want to do some Highlander oh, talk with you. Bring him on, man. We need he, some... wants, he really wants to do Highlander talk with us, Okay, and he wants to talk Fast and Furious. Oh, it's time. It's time yeah. for me to to, yes. to be learned. I think so. We haven't done any of those, right? Mm-mm. Okay, so I, I feel like maybe we... Uh, we have a series that's on the way. <laughs> Obviously, not do them all rapid fire, but you know, we should, or we could do rapid. Or fire we again. could, <laughs> we could just do rapid fire again. No, please, uh, God. Man, these movies that I look back on fondly, and you're like, "Fuck that!" Nope, <laughs> nope. Well, some of them. Um. So what? What else with this? With this pile? What was of with a film? What's with the random character, the guy who gets struck by lightning, who we learn has been struck sixty six times? There's no point. Randomly shows up at a bar. There's no point. We see him then. 
Later on, we see him a second time when there's a storm of brewing and yeah. just a random cutaway of him walking like around. Like a the werewolf. Like getting... he's just hanging out in the woods. <laughs> yes, he's got the, he's just like, the white stripe because he's his been. Head comes out, cause his name is Jack White. <laughs> That's right. Uh, do, do, I'm gonna fight them all. A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, he gets struck by lightning and then we never see him again. We meet him in the bar and he's kind of an interesting character because he's got that stutter going on. Yeah. A little offensive. A little offensive. But granted, I am happy that they did it and it wasn't that he had a mental disorder. Right. It was like. That he got struck by lightning, mm-hmm. so he was like, Ugh. "Nature's dangerous." Yeah, you know, for a film about nature and getting out there and communing with nature, it is the perfect pamphlet for never going out. You into may nature. be attacked by a bear or sucked on so by leeches, or struck by lightning, exactly, or it could dragged happen. out into the river because somebody isn't paying attention while you're doing your water skiing. Deal. Oh yeah, uh, or you or might f- get to meet a chick that works at Sonic. <laughs> That's some, right. Some As the roller sk- skates. She's like, oh, I'm not a tourist attraction. Yeah, she's a bad girl, too, because she smokes. She smokes, Stands man. Stands outside. She didn't want anything to do with pretty boy. I, I thought that was Heather Graham. Dude, I hate him, by the he way. He is, yeah. I hate him. He's every guy we hated in high school. Not, not just because of who he is in this movie. He would have been in Charlottesville. This past I weekend. hate him mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, flames. <laughs> flames. Flames. Fire on the side of my face. On the side of my face. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give you it's a clue coming soon to an episode of the. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a of a of a inside look here. Oh, you know this guy? No, oh, I don't okay. like him, uh, and I don't know him, and I don't like him. Well, uh, so way to judge a book by I its cover, Joe. I'm a big. Uh, growing up as a huge Alyssa Milano fan. Oh, loved Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Wrote her fucking like letters as a did child. you really? I, I'm like, sure she read each and every one. I'm sure she did. <laughs> uh, but like I had this super crush, and I was convinced that Alyssa Milano and I would be married someday. Dude, I could totally see it. And um, I'm not even fucking with you. So she's divorced. There though, was a she? TV movie. Still yeah, a chance. She is. I think. So. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Just kidding. How's a wedding coming along? By the way, there was a wedding planning. There was a TV movie that came out uh, around the time, like maybe a year or two after this movie came out. There was a TV movie called Dancing Till Dawn, mm. and it was one of those network movies where they took all the stars from their like those the shows. Oh, I remember the when they did that. Yeah, and it was like they were, they were having a prom. It was prom night. Oh no! And like she, Alyssa Milano ended up hooking up with this guy, like about a halfway through the movie, Ooh. and they they had drinks, and then they went and they parked somewhere, and like the next scene where they come back, oh, no. he's like sitting back in his chair, and she's just making out with him like just kissing the fuck out of his yeah. face and i remember being so heartbroken like Aww. i watched this movie and dude that's psychotic no I'm, no I'm no you, it's not really i get it it's it's part of a uh, part of growing up like i watched this movie because she was in it i was like dude Alyssa milano Aww. hell yeah and there she is with some of the she man started making out with this dude and i remember feeling so jealous oh, and so upset, and I, I from that point on, I've I hate this. Guy. <laughs> He's been in like movies, like he was in. I remember he we uh, we watched this movie called Warlock Two, <laughs> yeah, the sequel to the Amazing Warlock. Mm. Uh, and he's one of the stars in it. And immediately, like, we had rented this movie. We being my friends and I, like, Jay, mm-hmm. uh, Ralph. We, we rented this movie, started watching it, and he ended up being, like, the protagonist. Oh, no. And I, I pieced like, the fuck out so hard. Turn it off. I was like, fuck this. I'm going outside. I'm going to go do something else. Like, then this was years later. It's like, such an I was irrational... about to graduate high school. And I was still, like, out on this fucking kid. Such an irrational thought, but it's it speaks to how strong that impulse is of, to just be like, Want to protect the woman you love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so, some douche. It's pathetic. It's so pathetic. Privileged. But, so yeah, every time I'm watching this kid in this movie, I'm like, "Fuck off! I hate you. Your fucking weird hair." And yeah, he's not really likable. And no. like by the second date, they're talking about him. I your girlfriend. Like it's so fucking high school, dude. And he's you so manipulative. He's manipulative as shit. This kid. Mm-hmm. He gets it from his fucking uncle Roman. <laughs> but she's sitting there and she's like, I've, you know, never been a girlfriend. I've never been with anybody long enough to be a girlfriend. How about you? He's like, well, I've never had a girlfriend. Well, I mean, I've dated girls, but I've never really like been with someone yeah. that I call girlfriend. Some well, light heavy petting. What would you call me? I don't know. Girlfriend. <laughs> That's exactly how it plays out. Because you see it in her eyes. Like, she wants him yeah. to say it. She's flat out telling she him. She wants him to say, you know. Mm-hmm. And he fucking, he reads on that, this scumbag. Yeah. And he's like, girlfriend. Sure. And then she's just fucking like, and you're going to be gone three days. Of course. And he's like, and with his mouth breathing fucking. Better hurry up. I know. I just, 
Okay, well. And then, like, she just starts making out with him. And they made out, like, their kissing was really gross in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's always uncomfortable to see. They were doing, they were like tonguing. They were tonguing. And that was. I do not appreciate that. Fuck that guy. How about the younger brother, though? The Stan, da- who the- I thought was David Faustino. Oh my god! <laughs> like the first half. I thought it was Fred Savage. Did like you? I heard him a couple of times. Like is that fucking Fred Savage, man? <laughs> it would be a it, same it, amount of time. It wasn't. I thought the, the little the little brother was fine. He was cool. I like the whole yeah. blow it out their ass thing. Yeah. So it's like nobody's so, blowing anything about <laughs> out anybody's their asses. asses. Dad, I guess you should just blow us all out your ass. <laughs> Kids, do you understand why we're upset? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the great outdoors. Yeah, how about the Dan Aykroyd resolve that that whole character arc? At the end, I, I feel like he's still a piece of shit. He is a piece. Of, he's, he's even a bigger piece, piece of shit. Of shit. He's been lying to everybody and himself, Joe. Yeah, not only like he's like I lied about that. Mm-hmm. I, I lied about what I did. I lied about you saying. And the even fact hearing that, like, him in the uh, bathroom stall, he tells that story that gets uh, John Candy all pissed off. Yeah, it's like you. I heard you call me a dirty. You know, that's don't what work I'm talking that dirty about. Bastard. Yeah, yeah. I, you called me that. You don't remember, do you? And it's like whoa. But here's the thing that gets me about that. Mm-hmm. That like. John Candy's character kind of sinks himself because. Oh right, yeah, he buys into it because he's he like, buys into it. So that means you know that he was thinking. That it. means you know he thinks that he, he th- feels that way. He knows that that's something that he could have said. Yeah, yeah. so that, it's kind of a gotcha moment. Yeah, gotcha. It, it, and it shouldn't be a gotcha moment. Like this mm-hmm. should be something that's like, I don't know. I, I feel like they should own it. Either John Candy really did say it, mm-hmm. or. He didn't, mm-hmm. and they they go another route, but they don't do the whole like he tricked him into believing that he remembered that he said something. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gonna steal twenty five thousand dollars from him. You don't have to go. You don't have to get that convoluted though mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. But I, then his conscience gets the best of him, Joe, and he turns around and he has yeah. to tear up the check and confront everybody. Tell him the but truth. then there's still like twenty minutes of movie. After that. <laughs> I know because then the bear has to come in and Look, they have we, the whole. We didn't need that. <laughs> We've been so promised the bear. Like, they should have saved the bat. Went right from the bat to the bear. They should no. They should have had the Removed bear the show up at the house, and that's when Roman shows back up because he wanted to return the check to save the day. And ends up helping out and like proves his metal. Like, yeah, throughout I thought- this entire movie, it's that Dan Aykroyd <laughs> yes. is just kind of this useless dude who's always putting John Candy in bad positions. And the redemption it's is at thief. the end. Yeah. he helps him. Yeah, he does something to help him or helps him look like a hero to his family. He starts to, but it doesn't really play out that way. No. Yeah, the the innkeeper comes and uh, shoots the bear with the with the gun lamp. With the gun lamp, lamp. I love yeah. gun lamp. <laughs> you really love the gun lamp. <laughs> You're just saying you love gun lamp. Oh God. Uh, so but yeah, I, I kind of felt like they were going for the planes, trains, and automobiles reveal to, to make great him sympathize. John Candy movie, by the way, with that character. Oh, absolutely, that is a fantastic. Dan film. Aykroyd is no Steve Martin, no, unfortunately. No. Um, but even with those those roles reversed, it felt a little manipulative. Uh-huh. Like I've just hated this character the entire time. I'm now I'm supposed to feel bad for him, but I still don't really. No. And and then at the end. The reveal is that they're moving in with them. They're moving in with them. Race you home, buddy. He's like, what does that mean? Race you home. (laughs) And the wife set it all up. And then they're at Uh, a bar during the credits singing karaoke. Of course. I did did enjoy the the, soundtrack. The Land of a Thousand Dances. Mm -hmm. Na, 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 which was used all throughout the marketing. Na, 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 Every wedding song starts with this one. Hey, na, 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 na. I'm trying to harmonize with you. You keep switching on me. <laughs> because I keep I keep matching, <laughs> and I didn't realize until about ten seconds. I was like, "Oh, That's he's hilarious. trying to harmonize." <laughs> I can have musics too. <laughs> I'm no good at the harmonizations. <sighs> yeah, so this one wasn't really um, it wasn't very great. It wasn't very great. <laughs> it wasn't a very great movie to come back. to. Was there enough of it to have it on in the background while you're cleaning? Uh, dude, there was barely enough of it to have on in the background while I was working. Yeah, it was no. not even the raccoons. The raccoons when you no, no, not really. Bow, bow, I bow, felt, boom. Dude, what, it felt like those were like a lot of inside jokes too. Yeah, right. It was like, oh, this, these guys are from Chicago. We're gonna have, we're gonna eat well tonight. Yeah. It's like, okay. Thanks for that. So, and and that's the thing. I know. I get that John Hughes and most of his his usual crew Take are like Chicago folk. Right. So I get it. You you love Chicago, but. <laughs> You're trying to market this movie to the rest of the nation. Yeah. We don't. We don't get it. It doesn't make sense. To no. Us. Uh, I I feel like it's a missed opportunity because who doesn't relate to the family trips? You know. Go, yeah. And this is the thing is that's where National Lampoon's Vacation works, mm-hmm. where it has a through line. It has a who, a what, a where. Like, what are we doing? What's the mission statement of this movie? Mm-hmm. 
Chevy Chase or Clark Griswold is taking his family across country to Wally World. And, and it's about all the weird shit that befalls them on the way. The conflict isn't another person. No. The conflict is just it's the just environment man, man itself. versus nature. Yeah, man. This could have been a great film without the whole Dan Aykroyd character. Yes. Uh, just make it about... Yeah. Exactly. All of those same things could have happened. Those same beats with the water skiing and the bears and the bat. Uh-huh. With just that just family. With John Candy is that, and that's it's called Summer Rental. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the fuck it's called. Which I like that film. And I, I remember liking it too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a stronger film than this. Probably right. So yeah, I, I've gotta give this one kind of a thumbs down and not recommend it. Yeah. I do not recommend Man, it. That's tough. Which is too bad because uh, since we've lost John Candy, it was so nice like watching him again. And just that voice, like I that voice is so comforting and that laugh. Well, I just have positive memories of that. I and mean, I have a, a Pavlovian response to John Candy. That well, there's. I'll take it. There are plenty of really good movies that you could watch with John I Candy. I know, but we've watched. You've got Spaceballs. I know. Which, we've seen that three times in the dude, last 90 days. <laughs> uh, you got, you've got Spaceballs. Mm. You've got the. Uh, what were we talking about? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. Stripes. Mm-hmm. He plays a great character. Even in some Stripes. of his voice work. I love the. Uh, not the Rescue Rangers. What's the name of the. Uh, the, the Rescuers. Rescuers. Yeah. yeah. He does the bird. Yeah. You ever see that one? The, yes, uh, I have. The Rescuers and The Rescuers Down Under. The Rescuers Down Under is so underrated. It was yeah. one of my favorite Disney movies around I that time. I just think that it's the two mains that kind of kill that movie. Like, what do you mean? No one gets hard up for Bob Hope. Or not Bob Hope. Uh, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Nothing says And Zsa Zsa Gabor. Like Bob Newhart. I know, but it was such a great story. And, great, and it was really more about the... Uh, it, that's a dark movie. It really is. Too. Like, if it's you think about it, it's about... Killing a, bald eagles. A, well, no, not the, the second one. The, Poaching. The first one. A little boy oh, yeah. is kidnapped? By alligators. No, by a man. Well, yeah, but the, uh, the, the woman is the uh, the mastermind, right? The one who's got the... Is she? I'm picturing Cruella de Vil Yeah, that's the 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the rescuer is like, it's about a boy that gets wow. kidnapped by a guy, like some dude. Right? For what purpose? To what end? I don't know. Is ransom? That's something that I think that they were just kind of like working around. Yeah. <laughs> But that was around that time where you had like the rescuers, you had the the uh, Black Cauldron, yeah, like oh, these yeah. movies that weren't musicals. They were Stark Disney times. animated movies, but mm-hmm. like the Fox and the Hound mm. wasn't really a musical. I don't think it was a musical, but it was like you know this movie about friendships and how people grow apart. They're the best of friends, and it ends really dark. How how does it end? It Spoiler ends with alert, like fucking the the fox leaves. They go away, right? They, yeah, the they, fox they get goes separated. his own way because yeah. because Copper hates him. He's bred to now hate the fox. He has to. He has to hunt the fox down. That's that, yeah. The, oh god, he he does just kind of conform, doesn't yeah. he, to the role that society Fucking is. Todd and Copper, man. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, Disney. They sure did hate animals back then. Really, when you look at it, they're killing ba- deer and Bambi. Yeah. Um, the alligators are eating children in the rescuers. That's right. What else? I don't know, man. Lots of bad. Lots of bad. Now I'm trying to think of like movies, <laughs> and because I'm on the spot, I can't think of a fucking single Disney film. The eels, little uh, little mermaid, little mermaid. them and jets them. Yeah, but they don't eat anybody. They're no, just, but they electrocute they're them. Just shitty. Yeah, they are kind of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> poor unfortunate soul. I've always said it, man. Flotsam and Jetsam. Dicks. Yeah. I mean, they look like dicks. Speaking of dicks, remember the uh, VHS dicks, cover? <laughs> remember the, uh, yeah, the, the controversy the about the cover? Uh, Atlantis. Were they castles, Joe? They were dicks. Or were they dildos? They were in disca- Dildos in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visual image. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes it happens. <laughs> Okay, so we're sitting here trying to like fill time. Vamp, yeah. And we don't have to. We don't have to. It's okay. So what what did the great outdoors do right? <laughs> what did it do right? Uh, I did kind of appreciate uh, some of the some of the musical cues. Uh, not so much the uh, <laughs> shut up. That is like really stretching. I love the land of a thousand dances. I love the 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 raccoon theme. Ba 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 boom. I did not like the raccoon. I just it just felt so disconnected. Yeah, it did, but. Uh, it was. I don't know. Like, pull, bring the raccoons in, like when the bear shows up or something. And, like, yeah. there's the well, raccoons. They're gonna like, save the day. They're just distraction. I don't, think about, they're, I don't think they even saved the day. I think they're just there, kind of fucking shit up more or, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Let the raccoons save the two little girls if that are down in the, sh- yeah. the, the mine. Hey, there you go. And they form a chain. I like that. They've got <laughs> yes. opposable thumbs. Yes, they do. Um, 
if this movie were made today, every animal would be CG, and we would have like a They'd be an talking. army of they raccoons. Would talk. Oh yeah, they would make their mouths move. like Chris Chris uh, Rock would be the voice of <laughs> he'd be the voice of the bear. Man, I ain't going to that trash can. He'd be like motherfucker, shot me. <laughs> oh, they'd be cursing in this. <laughs> yes. great outdoors. It would be a, it would be a cursing. R rated. This movie might have been better had um, it been R rated. Did you did see though that they mm-hmm. were they're remaking? They're working on a remake for this movie. The Great Outdoors. Uh-huh. I feel like every film we do on this podcast. If you go to IMDb, there's a a a, a redo in production. It's confirmed. Oh, starring. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, no. Kevin Hart. No, you're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm that's not. like somebody we would recast. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> it. Like somebody has listened to our podcast way too much. No, we're doing it ironically. Like Joseph Gordon Levitt is probably going to be one of oh, the other wow. characters. Hey, Jake, Joe go live. Yeah. Oh, you're like, okay with that. Like, well, if he's a listener, I'm I'm all, yeah. I'm all right. Um okay, so I feel like you you like the musical cues. I did like that. And I like the Land of a Thousand Dances. Mm. I to hear that they use that to grade a bell. I like that gun lamp. <laughs> I thought that was that was a really funny touch where the guy comes in, he's like, "Hold on." And he's like pl- starts plugging it in. That's yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that was one. funny. That's it's a Christmas story. Has a lamp been transformed so, into something more so influential. Enticing. Um mm. also like I liked Annette Benning. In this movie. This was her film debut. Debut. Oh, was it? Yeah, she had... Uh, I thought she was really good. <laughs> she's funny. I think she kind of captured the tone that the, I wish everybody else had. Yeah. Uh, that the film was going no, for. You're, you're right. It, it seemed like... Some of the expressions Not everybody was on the same page mm-hmm. with like where they were. Not everyone was in the same place, yeah. rather. But I, I liked Annette Benning. What did The Great Outdoors do wrong? Gosh, let me count the ways. Um, <laughs> I think ultimately... You end up feeling sorry for the main character most of the film, uh-huh. uh, and hating the other characters. Yeah, um, th- those teenagers included. Like it was, it was trying to be something for everybody, and ended up being nothing for anybody. Mm. Mm. I, uh, I think what the great outdoors did wrong is I think it forgot what it was supposed to be about. Yeah, like we have a scene in the middle of this movie where Buck is like, "Dad." I'm just going to walk around town for a while. I'll walk back. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Well, give me a hug. Da, da, da. And then at the very end, he's like, made some memories, made some memories. And then they high five. They didn't do no. fuck with each he other. He was out like, chasing tail. He was out chasing tail. They and went we were and fighting tried to fish once. With your uh, brother-in-law. And that was it. And I think ultimately that's the movie I would have really been interested in seeing. Yeah. Is this film about a father and his son trying to connect because yeah. he's on the verge of hitting like his teenage years mm-hmm. and like he's going to start you know pushing away and that was his line where he's like dad come on I'm too old for hugs you're never too old for hugs yeah I like that play off of that build off of that that father son relationship the fact that like you brought your wife to an outing that was supposed to be like a a guy's thing i think that you take away the mom aspect mm. that you don't have the wife, and then have Roman show up and have his sons looking up more to Roman than they do to him. Now, granted, we've seen that chemistry before with, like, you know, the Will Ferrell movie, Daddy's Home or whatever. Oh, that's right. I think something like that. But now we're talking about a film that's like 25 to 30 years older than that. And this is where it could have started. And to not do that, to not go along with that mission statement, which obviously because of these scenes was important to John Hughes, it's something he wanted to put together. And they didn't follow through with that. And I think yeah. that's the biggest offense that this movie I committed. hope you're listening, uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. When you do your remake, he's a little, <laughs> little more heart in that. No, no pun intended. God damn, I think that pun was intended. <laughs> I think that pun was intended. It really wasn't. Uh, right. All right, so if we were going to remake The Great If we were going to remake yeah. The Great Outdoors, how would we do that? Uh, Kevin Hart is my uh, Chet Ripley, actually. <laughs> that is such a cop-out. I've done seven here. Uh, let me see. Who do I? I have six. Mm, I have seven. Okay, uh, who did you not do? Did you not do Cammy? Uh, no, I did. I did Cammy. I, re- I recast Cammy. Well, let's start with her then. Unless you have a theme going on here. No, I really yeah, don't. Me neither. Uh, Cammy, Alexis Bledel. Ooh, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she's going to be one of those forty-year-olds that still looks like sixteen. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think that'll work. Yeah. Thank you. I went with Emma Watson. Emma Watson's great. Hmm. Hmm. So who do you have after that? I'm really curious. Ben, I have the little boy Ben. Oh, I didn't. I didn't recast Ben. Well, I thought he looked and sounded so much like Fred Savage that I'm going to recast Fred Savage. Okay. 40-year-old Fred Savage in this role of a child. <laughs> I'll, uh, I guess no I'll, notice. I'll recast his brother. Uh, what's his name? Ned, Ned Savage? What's his brother's name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's his brother's name? Boy Meets World. Oh, God. What's his, what's his name? Edgar Savage. Ed, Ed Savage. <laughs> Is it Ben? Ben Savage. Ben Savage. Okay. We got it. We'll do that. Ben Savage. Fred and Ben. Fred Ben. Uh, all really right. generic we, names when you think about it. Yep. 
very generic actors. Come on, savages. Don't have a whole lot of talent. Step your name game up. Um, actually, I haven't watched this Friends from College show, and I hear it's really good. Uh, no? Okay. I find the characters morally repugnant, and it's hard to get oh, behind that show. Okay. But so funny, are you, great cast. Are you not a like, It's Always Sunny fan? Well, no, because that's done in a different way. This is more like Friends, except with okay. where everybody cheats on everybody. Oh, well, that's horrible. Yeah, there you go. All right. So who do we have next? Uh, Buck. Who is the teenager, the the boy that you hate? Mm-hmm. Um, I've cast Tom Taylor, who plays the character of Jake in the Dark Tower. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. how was that kid? He's, he's not bad. He's yeah. not bad. He's a little bit. He's considerably younger. I was going to say, Alexis isn't Liddell. he not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. Twelve or something. I think that'd be fun to have this like older chick trying to pick up on this young boy. <laughs> I'm going to change that around because the whole story well, like of that. my version of the movie is about a boy becoming a man. Ooh, there you go. And that's how we how we do it. Here. Brown, brown, brown. <laughs> You'll be a woman <laughs> soon. <laughs> I love you so much, can't count all the ways in that bunch of games. Well, I thought maybe if I recast kind. <laughs> a likable actor, you might... never get tired of putting me down, and I never know when I come around. <laughs> like this character a little bit. What I'm going to find. So I'm going with Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Don't let them make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you know, girl, <laughs> Joel casted Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland's good, man. Mm. I am from Holland. <laughs> uh, all right, Different so time. I have the uh, I have Kate Craig, the, uh, the Annette Benning character. Yeah. I cast with Charlize Theron. Ooh, I like that. I went with uh, Emma Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you're all, Emma full. So many. Yeah, that's Emmas. right. Emma Watson, Emma Stone, all of the Emmas. Yeah, Emma, Emma of the Emma, Emma, M&M. Emma, gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So then I go to Connie, the uh, the John Candy's wife character. Yep, that's right. Uh, played by Amy Schumer. Ooh, I like that. No, you don't. You're just uh, reacting to it. No, no. It's I actually, I, I had to picture her over there for a second, and then remember whether I'm I'm on board with her. Or not. My, my, I like her my, in films. My recast on this is just like it's a little weak. Like, it, well, <laughs> just like this movie. I was like, oh, I, I was like, oh, all right. I'll just put no. This I think that's great. I think uh, in what was that film um, where she was the alcoholic? I thought she was very uh, sympathetic, bottle likable, bottle bottle rocket. That's bottle, right, bottle rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I went with knock, uh, knock, knocked up. I went with Catherine Heigl. <laughs> Catherine Heigl playing that role. I can't stand her. I think a lot of people share that sentiment. <laughs> That's great. But uh, when you see who I've cast against her, oh, here we go. Maybe like more sense. All right, so I've I've got Roman. We'll mm. go with Roman now. The Dan Aykroyd. Dan character. Aykroyd character, mm-hmm. dude. Vince Vaughn. <gasps> that is Vince Vaughn. Oh, hundred percent. My. So then I know who your John Candy is. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea, John Favreau. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Uh, see, I went with uh, James Franco as the uh, Dan Aykroyd character and Seth Rogen. That's good too. The chat is good that's too, really but good. yours is more. Oh, I would love to see them together in this setting. And this whole that's thing fantastic. Directed by John. Favreau. By John Favreau, of course. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why yeah. would you trust anyone else? Maybe Doug Liman. Doug, yeah. The little swingers reunion there. Could you stop rubbing my leg? That's the dog. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's how I get fresh. It's like when... uh, It's like our hands meet in the popcorn. popcorn, yeah. And our dicks. You got a director? Uh, Yeah, I said John Favreau. John Favreau, mine's uh, Jed Apatow. Oh, that's good. No, that's that's good. Oh, I love that. I think we both made the best... (laughs) We did the best we could with this horrible (laughs) situation. Uh, All right, guys. Sorry, Jenna, if you're listening. If you have any thoughts about The Great Outdoors, if uh, if you would like to defend it, uh, if you would, uh, if you have any thoughts that you'd like to add, any uh, any ways that you would recast this movie, uh, you could tell us all about it on our Facebook page. In Facebook, just put the editing bay in the search bar. That's going to bring up that woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that is our page. That's where you could share with us. If you got ideas for movies that you'd like us to uh, to watch and talk about in the future. Uh, you can go ahead and send those there as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It is editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to find links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. Joe, we're quickly approaching uh, 300 followers, both on that, and also 300 likes on Facebook. So if you haven't liked the Facebook page yet, please go there, like it, help us get to that magic number, and maybe we'll throw a little something your way. Cool. Because we're good at uh, fulfilling promises when it comes to giving away stuff online. That's Actually, uh, we are, and we uh, we still have some, uh, some codes we can give away yeah uh, but before are I, these are these all the unclaimed codes still yeah we had uh, okay. had to have a return there he was unable to use that one because it was oh, okay. fandango now so we found uh, yeah, another way some to of these are fandango now guys uh so it's a free app uh, i've got it downloaded <laughs> on my phone i'm just saying i've got no, it downloaded no. so i've got some of these uh but we still have fences <laughs> <laughs> 
If anybody wants it, free good, fences, anybody? Good good times. Good times uh, to review that. Uh, Arrival. Uh, also have Suicide Squad. Another one of those. And Office Christmas Party. Which I have seen, actually. Yeah. Saw on an airplane. Did you? Perfect place to see that. I saw Office Christmas Party as well in the theater. Ooh. I enjoyed it. We should do part. that on the podcast. We should. And yeah. we should get somebody to review it and also we'll review it. And uh, and not listen to the review ahead of time. Find out what they thought about it. Like, Ooh, I like that idea. Like surprise, dude! That is so fucking convoluted. It's there like when so you go to uh, parts. And I know you'd cheat. You would listen. To it. <laughs> I probably would. You know me so well. That's like when you go to uh, baby showers now, and they do the baby gender reveal. Yeah, they have like clever ways of doing it. I went My to one recently. Basically, smoke bombs. <laughs> They're like fireworks. Jesus! And they start spewing smoke, and if the smoke is purple or not purple, <laughs> if it's, it's blue, a tra- it's a boy. It's transgender, it's purple. <laughs> if it's blue, it's a boy, and if it's pink, it's a girl. Yeah. So stereotypical, but uh, I don't think we ever did a gender reveal. Yeah, I, my sister did though. My little sister did a gender reveal for she do both it? of her kiddos. Uh, I think the, for the first one, she did this. We had the her baby shower, and they had like a box, and you know, you put your guesses or whatever, and then at the end of the party. They opened the lid of the box and balloons <laughs> and came out. And then open the box. Oh, and whatever color the... Yeah, whatever color the balloons were, that's what the gender of the baby was. Is my dick in and a box? And the thing is, here's my feeling on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so self Aggrandizing. Yeah. Self-aggrandizing. That, <laughs> like, okay, so you're making, you're making all of us come out. Yes. First of all, like, I care what the gender of your child do is. Do all these stupid fucking games. Like, I'm not a big fan of baby shower games. <laughs> oh, no. Uh and that's what I loved about the Pin baby the sperm shower. on the egg. The baby shower right. you guys had for us mm. was great. It was understated. It was cool. We did like one thing of like guessing games. And then we we didn't have to do the whole like, all right, blow up the balloon by doing pelvic thrusts into each other. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Or try to change each other. Try to do the baby change. Like, no, that's not what uh, I want to fucking do. Let's just hang out. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have some some fun discussions and mm-hmm. jokes. And that's it. Let's let's not try to embarrass each yeah. other. You don't need to produce your parties. Yeah. Just get fun people together. Just get fun people together. Exactly. Sometimes you just want to go. Where everybody knows your name. Right? Fuck. They're always glad you came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always glad I came. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. All right. Uh, cut so, that part uh, out, Jeff. Cut that part So out. next week, mm. uh, this is my pick. Yes, it is. And you already know what it is, but I, we're I theater do. of the mind here. So What, what could it be, Joe? <laughs> I'll act like cut I'm going out, to present it. Um... So there's the, the White House is a mess. I think you'd agree with me. Yes. The uh, the climate, our political climate today, is just fucking ridiculous. It's pretty rough. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the the events of the past week. What I will say is, I have found myself on more than one occasion uh, really missing the 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 man Barack Obama. Mm, mm. Uh, and so I would like to go back in time a little bit <laughs> to, when, to when we had to 1985. To when, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Actually, I'd like to go back to 2013. Mm. And we've got mm. a uh, what's his name? We got we have a president with some soul in the White House. Oh. President James Sawyer. Wait, what? Played by Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is the president. Yes. Isn't he a little young to be president? And what happens is that the White House. Didn't he look young to be president? <laughs> I don't know why it's like that. The White House is under attack, and only Channing Tatum as John Cale of can course. save the day, uh, along with the president. We're talking about White House down. <laughs> and looking at the cover, uh, that could be any anybody's faces on anybody, any background. Like, that's just. Flames coming out of the White House. Flames <laughs> on, on the side, side of my, of my face. face. Uh, yeah. So from all the pictures that I'm seeing right now, it looks like Channing Tatum is the poor man's John McClane. It, it does look like that, doesn't it, it? it? I mean, from the pictures that you've got on the computer right now. Look at him, yeah. Even he looks the, like uh, a poor man's John McClane. He's even wearing the wife beater. He's got the wife beater. It's all, <laughs> I wonder if he's got shoes on. Let's see. <laughs> no, he Hard does wear tell. a suit and a tie, though. Is that Alexis Bledel? No, who is that? That is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. They're not even Joey the same. King. Joey King. Dude, James Woods is in this movie. What? Fucking James Woods. Look at the gray hair on that's, him. Now. That's how you know that this movie is going to be fucking quality. Distinguished. So yeah, we're going to talk about White House Down, uh, guys. I don't think this is on a streaming service. Have I'm not you seen sure this? If it is. I've never seen this movie. This will be a new one for the both. This of is us. one of those infamous movies I tell you about when I'm walking through the aisles of movie trading. Impulse buy, and I'm like, oh, this looks. This looks spectacularly bad. Like, we should probably watch this. I don't know if it was on our list before, but it feels like it should have been. 
Should have always been. It's got that look. Not to be mistaken for Olympus Has Fallen. I know. I even asked you. I was like, isn't there a sequel to this one, too? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, this is... White uh, House Up. White House Down. It's where they tie a bunch of balloons to the top of the White House, and, the, and it floats away. <laughs> I'll float away. <laughs> White House Up. <laughs> Please, somebody Photoshop that. <laughs> and it's like Trump up there, and he's like this... He's just, him, him, and an uh, and an Asian. And, and, no, a Mexican boy. It would be a Mexican boy. It would a Mexican boy. Oh my boy. god! And they'd have to come to terms with each other. Yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and they they end up like what they they come across like Steve Bannon. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his own little air. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. He's trying to take him it's down. All these dogs. White House up. All the dogs have swastika collars. <laughs> oh my god! They're yeah. all Doberman pinchers. <laughs> yes, that's right. Or German shepherds. I could have just gone that way. And like, what is sets. Sean Spicer? Is he Doug? <laughs> Sean uh. Did I get Scaramoochie? Scaramucci? Scarapooch? The pooch. The pooch. The pooch. He's the guy. Scaramoochie. He's the lead uh, dog. Uh, <laughs> Shit writes itself, Joe. Dude, this is fucking outrageous. I got to cut this part out now so we can <laughs> trademark it. Uh, all right, guys. It. So we're going to watch White House Down next week. I want to watch White House Up. <laughs> I can't even finish this. I can't even finish this. Joe, thanks for uh, <laughs> pleasure all mine or oh, however we, we get. I can't. Can't. We'll catch you next Close week when we do out. White House Down on the Editing Bay. My name's Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.